Hello and welcome back to Lounge With Books. I'm Sophie. And I'm Claire. And we are here talking about books because both me and Claire love reading books. This is how we keep in touch now that we live so far apart. And we have a book club together and we have just started a new book club book, which is The Machine Gunners by Robert Westall, which was Claire's choice for us. It's a young classic for young readers and it is both something that we never read when we were young, which no. is crazy because it was a Carnegie winner. And we just read the first 50 pages, which is up to chapter six. And that's what we're going to be discussing today. So hopefully you've picked up a copy yourself. If not, hopefully our podcast will inspire you to go out and read this book uh, from your local library or from a secondhand bookshop. What are your thoughts, Claire? OK, so so the main character in the book is Chaz. And obviously it's set sort of around Tyneside, isn't it? So uh, I'm try- in my head I'm doing a Newcastle accent. Same. <laughs> but I'm sure it's <laughs> not a Newcastle accent. And there's uh, characters, Kem and Audrey, have been introduced as well. Audrey sounds uh, an interesting character. Oh, Audrey she? sounds great. She's like this rough <laughs> around the edges, yeah. big built girl, not like the rest. But, you know, she sees a dead guy and she's like, oh! Yeah, like screaming still. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're such a girl. And I'm like, come on, Audrey, pull yourself together. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the basis of the story is is a lot of the kids around the area, they collect the memorabilia that they find from bombs that have gone off, like with aircraft and things like that, haven't they? And there's been like, um, there's been... A bomb got gone off, and an, or an, an aircraft has crashed, or something, hasn't it? And parts of it have been deposited around, and the kids all like to go and find bits, don't they? They've been combed by the authorities, um, but they had they so. But he discovered this this plane in the woods, didn't he? That hadn't he did. had anybody around it, and he discovered he found a machine gun. Yeah, he did. He found it in the woods. And on this plane, there was a machine gun, sparkly new, and obviously Chaz is a big collector. He wants the best collection, and the mm-hmm. machine gun's like the top prize. Yeah, exactly. But he needs help because he can't get this machine gun home without a bit of help. And that's where he employs his friend, Ken, and they bump into Audrey. And they basically saw off this machine gun. They do, and then poor Kem has to carry it. Well, I don't think Kem ends up carrying it home. It's Chaz, isn't it? Because they all get scared because on Kem's, like, trolley thing, yeah. um, they've got a Guy Fawkes scarecrow, and they're, like, hiding the machine gun in the Yeah, it's not one of its legs, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and the authorities are coming because they're, like, all these yeah. kids are on his plane, and then there's an air raid. And yeah. I'm pretty certain it's Chaz that takes the machine gun home with him on the trolley thing uh, yeah because everyone else gets scared and runs for the hills but he's determined he's taking this machine gun home he's getting it home and he's gonna hide it isn't it yeah the trolley thing's called a bogey which isn't yeah. it yeah they call it a bogey <laughs> that's our weird word of the week i was like yeah. what does that even mean i just <laughs> you say bogey i say trolley thing <laughs> yeah well i had to look it up because i was like oh what's this bogey I mean, when I asked Rich, my partner, he knew it straight away, but I, I did look it up. So, uh, an assembly of four or six wheels forming a pivoted support at either end of a railway coach, apparently. Uh-huh. And I also, um, on page five, 
the lady, you know, when he went over to that house and she'd got one of the propellers in her garden and she was basically telling them all to naff off, wasn't he? And she called called him a ghoul. Yes, I know. And I was like, oh, interesting. Because but that means like a thief, doesn't it? Or someone that's like, yeah, yeah. It's a thief some, of like dead things, which is a bit like yeah, so being creepy. Yeah, if you describe someone as a ghoul, you you mean that they show an unnatural interest in things such as human suffering, death, or dead bodies. So I yay. Did, so I I did sort of know what that meant. Yeah, to yeah. a degree. <laughs> so uh, so I think there's going to be some interesting terms in the book. But yeah, I mean. Like you say, interesting terms going back to almost slang in that area of the woods in that time era. And I'm interested to see where this goes because we know he's stolen a machine gun. We know the authorities are kind of breathing down his neck they know someone's yes. got the gun and they want it back for, I don't know, uh, protection of the village or just so kids don't have guns because that's a bad idea or scrap. But I just, I don't know how long they can draw that storyline out. I'm interested to see what's going to keep us interested yeah well there's a there's a character involved now called stan Liddell, isn't there that's been brought mm. into this investigation and i believe he's going to have some bearing on what happens and i know what they're worried about because i think there's a thousand bullets gone missing with this machine gun isn't there mm. and if they shoot those bullets it can go through a, a, a brick wall so it's incredibly dangerous, and these kids have got hold of it. And I think it's going to get out that Chaz has got this machine gun. Maybe someone else is going to steal it or take it yeah. and cause some trouble. Well, I don't know. There was a woman talking about a murderer in the woods. Oh, yes. Yeah, and that policeman was like, no, there's been no murder. But actually, what happens if there is a murderer running around the woods and steals the gun? Yeah. That could be crazy. Yeah. Is that... Is that B plot line actually the A plot line? And, you know, we just oh. think it's a passing comment, but it's a... I don't know, maybe there actually is a lot of intrigue in this book. I am enjoying how easy it is to read. Yes. Um, <laughs> what <laughs> after, I don't... To in, the lighthouse. Yeah, after Virginia Woolf. <laughs> what I'm not enjoying is the fact that Kem and Kaz have such similar names. <laughs> <laughs> Kem and Kaz. Because yeah. I'm like, wait, who's Kem? Is Kem the main guy? Wait, who's Kaz? I've forgotten. Like, who's the main character? Yeah. To the Lighthouse broke me. I can't understand this now if the names are too similar. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes. We are going to read up to page 106, which takes us to the end of chapter 7, beginning of chapter 8, uh, which is roughly the next 100 pages or so. And next week we'll be discussing those pages, our thoughts and feelings towards the book. So do read along with us or you can just catch up with our thoughts um, if you just want to hear about the story and what it's about. So far, enjoying the ease, the easiness of this book. And I do like books written in this time era because that I always find every time I read them, I learn something new about what it was like yeah. to be in that era. I think that's why I always enjoyed the, the Phil Earle YA junior fiction books is because you're learning something about that time don't you you know I never realized that 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 you know in his one of his books where the pets were just were killed because they wouldn't be able to stand the warfare going on in the town in the cities you know I never realized that happened so you just learn so much from from these books it's good for children to read I think I think what have I been reading 
I have finished Grey Bees by Andre Kirchhoff. So wow, I you finished cruised that through that. Oh, I don't know. It seemed I felt like it was taking me a long time, Sophie. I just never it it never seemed to move like the pages. Even though I was reading pages, it never moved. Um, so I have finished that book, and um, I did like it, but um, it didn't enthrall me that much. So I I would be giving it a return. Oh, yeah. It, it's not, not a book you. I would I would return back to read. I mean, it's beautifully written and. I like the concept of it, but it not not loads happened in it. I needed a bit more action in it. It was, yeah. So it was good. And if you like bees and you want to know more about the conflict in Ukraine previous to the one that's happening now, then I think you will enjoy it. I, it was a lot of hard names in there as well. I ended up changing the names in some cases, you know. <laughs> I love how you do that. You just change people's names yeah. in your head. I think I I really liked it when he was in the village with his uh, frenemy um, Pashka, and then when he left that and he went sort of elsewhere, it was engaging, but not quite as engaging as when they he was in his little town with his mate, sort of thing. But yeah, I liked it, and it had a good ending, which I was surprised, which I didn't think it was going to end like that. So. Oh, that's nice. It's nice the ending was yeah. worth the read. Yeah. So I've got two two more books that you're going to select the book I'm going to read next. So I'm going to do your little game of reading the first this page. This is fine. Okay. 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 So shall I do that the now? the blurb or the first page? The first page. Is it the first oh, page yeah. or the blurb we do? I usually just read the blurb or the first line, actually. Last time I just did first lines. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do the first paragraph. Are you ready? Okay, okay. When this tale begins, Barack Obama was President of the United States. Ban Ki-moon headed up the United Nations and Angela Merkel had 10 years left of what was already a six-year stint as Chancellor of Germany. Ooh. Hmm. That's very political. Okay. Yeah. And the first paragraph of this book, let's see. They used to be called the Firefly Lane Girls. That was a long time ago, more than three decades. But just now, as she lay in bed listening to a winter storm raging outside, it seemed like yesterday. Oh, how intriguing. The Firefly Lane Girls, that rings a bell. Have I read that book? <laughs> Have you read it? I don't know. I would go for number two, just because I'm intrigued to know if I've read it. Okay, so this book is called The Firefly Lane by Kristen Hannah. No, I've not actually read that. Why did that sound so familiar, though? That's strange. Know. What's it about? Well, in the turbulent summer of 1974, Kate... Malarkey has accepted her place at the bottom of the social food chain at school. Then, to her amazement, the coolest girl in the world moves in across the street and wants to be her friend. Tully Hart seems to have it all, beauty, brains, ambition. On the surface, they are as opposite as two people can be, but they make a pact to be best friends forever. By summer's end, they become Tully and Kate, inseparable. 
for 30 years, Tully and Kate buoy each other through life, weathering the storms of friendship, jealousy, anger, hurt and resentment. Tully follows her ambition to find fame and success. Kate knows that all she wants is to fall in love and have a family, but what she doesn't know is how being a wife and a mother will change her. They think they've survived it all until a single act of betrayal tears them apart and puts their courage and lifelong friendship in the ultimate test. <gasps> yeah. I think you'll like that book. I think that sounds very you. It's a very big so, book. It's a junky one. Oh, I know. Do you know how I got it? So oh. I went to do my, you know, when I, I think I might have told you that we went to do stained glass. We went to make a stained oh, glass yeah. art. Yeah. And the the artist gave me that book to read because I showed an interest in the book she was reading in her toilet. And she said, oh, <laughs> and uh, she gave me this book to read. So that's where I've taken it from. <laughs> what was the other book? I'm just curious. Okay. The other book is called The Prophet and the Idiot by Jonas Johansson. Oh, you like Jonas Johansson. I do, yeah. Oh, so, that looks like a new so book that will, there, Claire. Yeah, it is a new book. I picked it up in the supermarket and I was like, oh, Jonas Johansson. Oh, no, and I picked the other one. Do you feel slightly sad no, that I chose the other one? No, 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 not at all, because I do need to get, I need to pick up Firefly Lane. So, no, I'm quite happy to leave this and ponder it. Oh, I like that game. That's an exciting game. (laughs) (laughs) How about Um, you? Now, in terms of me, I am, strangely enough, the Machine Gunners took me all week to read just because I've had a lot going on um, in my personal life. So I've just not really had a chance to pick up a book. And because I've read quite a few books that haven't really got me engaged, uh, it has made it harder to pick up a book in the evenings because you think oh actually I'll watch tv or play a game you know Baldur's Gate 3 came out and I have lost my life to Baldur's Gate 3 so reading has taken like five steps back um for any gaming fans you'll know what I'm talking about but I have been listening to an audiobook and I do find audiobooks are quite good for me at the moment because I'm always on the move or it's nice to listen to when you're when you're working um I do find that actually when I listen to Yellow Face as an audiobook I do think I lost a lot of the cleverness and the context and the political things that she was trying to put into that book because I was listening to it when I was driving and when I was doing other things. So I didn't really listen to that book how I probably would have read it. Does that make sense? You know, when I've read reviews of Yellowface, Mm. people have been like, oh yes, the satire, all of this underlying things, all the racism she's outlining in the publishing industry. And I was like, oh, I was just reading, I was just listening to the book. I didn't think about any of that. So that's a drawback of audiobooks but one that I have been listening to is Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus and I've been wanting to read this book since it came out I've been I've always been looking at it and I've just never got around to reading it and it is I find with this audiobook I am listening to every word like I'm I'm really really invested I'm really enjoying it and it's something that I want to turn on to listen to every day because I want to know what's happening. It is the subject matter at times I find very difficult to listen to because you just think, gosh, we've come such a long way in terms of women's rights and how we're treated. But then you think some things still haven't changed. And why were they that way? Do you know? Um, so Lessons in Chemistry is about a woman called Elizabeth Sott. She's a chemist. 
and it's about her life falling in love and trying to live during like the 1950s sort of like era um so she comes up across a lot of uh, sexism in the workplace people don't think she can be a chemist because she's a woman people don't think she can be clever because she's a woman um if she's she does end up becoming pregnant and having a, a child and some tragedy surrounds that event with with her partner and that then a lot of people are judging her for certain things and all along like this main character elizabeth she's so strong and she's kind of questioning everybody on why they just accept the way that things are and it, it is everything she says you're just like why why couldn't people see it why were people mm. so adamant and resistant to the change but along the way you you meet quite a few male characters who agree with elizabeth's standpoint and are like you know i don't see women as any different women can be whatever they want to be but then you also meet a few men that agree with elizabeth but are too scared to stand up to the men that don't agree or they don't want things to really change so they're not going to do anything about it so even though they're not actively being sexist they're not wanting to change the status quo because it benefits them and in the end she she ends up getting fired from the university where she works as a chemist and she becomes a tv like personality on a cooking show and she uses like chemistry to talk about cooking and uplift women and and so far that's where I'm at and she's doing really well and yeah I don't know where this story's going to go or where it's going to end but I'm really enjoying the story and her connections with other women in the book and her own daughter and how she navigates this world that isn't built for being a woman and I think it's a really good story because as I say it touches on a lot of things that maybe still haven't changed today mm. but it's it's a brilliant brilliant book that I think does such a good job of navigating being a woman sexism feminism um, but not in a preachy sort of sense so you're just going to see how that evolves do you th- I've it sounds like she may have more ups and downs. I think so. It's a book where she's always knocked back by some something or other. And, you know, there's several moments in this book where I've been like, oh my gosh, that's really sad. You know, mm. the injustice of it all. And it has taken me on this emotional roller coaster. And the writing is sublime. The, the woman that's narrating the book is doing such a brilliant job. Uh, of embodying all the characters and just the feeling of the book and it's again it's another era which I like reading about because it feels so far away from us but also not and yeah I would suggest everybody read this book I've really really enjoyed it and I can't imagine myself not giving it a renew unless something terribly like goes wrong in the last half of the book absolutely adoring this it's made me go yeah I do really like audiobooks actually um, when I give myself time to listen to them properly but I do want to pick up a book at some point like a physical book and and take some enjoyment out of that but yeah at the moment the only physical reading I'm doing is the machine gunners so we'll see how it goes you never know I think I think that's fine though because we all have busy lives I know that's why it took me so long to get through grey bees it's it's finding that time to pick it up sometimes because you've got other things in your life but that's what I love about our book club is uh, we do have one book that we are definitely reading and we make the time to do that one don't we and uh, then discuss it so I do think it's important to read 
yeah, doing this kind of ritual habit of, of chatting to you mm. about what I'm reading and, and doing the podcast, it makes me not only read the book club book, but also continue reading other fiction and mixing up my genres. And I feel like yeah. sometimes if, if we didn't do this, I think I would still read, but I wouldn't read half as much because there's no incentive or motivation or deadline sort of to read. I mean, don't get me wrong, I still enjoy it. I'm like, it's not a chore to reach the deadline. It's just, it, it does give you motivation to read. Definitely, definitely. And it's good fun, isn't it? We catch up. It is it's our good little catch-up. <laughs> it we is always really have good to, fun. We always have to start the Zoom call again, don't we? Because uh, we do, because we, we end talk. up talking so much, don't we? And then we're like, oh gosh, we're going to run out of time. We're going to run out of time. <laughs> and sometimes we talk about the book before we get on the podcast and we have to go and repeat it all again, don't we? <laughs> yeah, you always go, Sophie, stop talking, save that for the podcast. And then we get to the podcast and I completely forget the like intelligent things that I've said and stumble through, through ums and uhs. But yeah, do join us on our next podcast. We will be reading The Machine Gunners up to chapter eight, which is page 106. We've also got some interesting things in the pipeline. We have been speaking to a particular author who has said they want to join us. So do keep up to date with our podcast because at some point we'll have an author on the podcast and you will hear some other melodic tones that aren't our own. Uh, so join us next Monday. Of course, if you are enjoying the podcast and you are supporting us, please head over to our Instagram at Lounging With Books. Follow us on there. Give us a like. Drop us a comment as well. Every Monday, Claire posts about our podcast and it'd be lovely to see some of you guys commenting saying why you like listening and what you'd like to hear from us next but otherwise it is goodbye from me and it's goodbye from me